So what is a church follow-up process and why should I care? Well, we're going to give you several reasons and some ideas next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. It's another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast, episode 326. I'm Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. I said that really confidently, 326, and I'm not really sure. All right. Well, (laughs) I think it is somewhere around there. Somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. So it's a chilly day after being in the 80s here in Tucson in February. Uh, It's a chilly, rainy day here. Yes, not digging it ready for the warmth again. Yeah, Uh, you know, it'll come soon enough. It'll come soon enough. We live in Tucson. You know, we talk to customers all over the, well, all over the world for that matter, but especially a lot back east. And so very happy. You know what's unique about Tucson that I think is, pretty unique to this area because I've lived a few other places is it's really not uncommon to have 30 plus degree shifts in the same day. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's not, I remember growing up in South Texas and if it was, you know, 95 with 95% humidity and it would cool down to, you know, 89 at night or something. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah. Yes. Here we, that's true. We can yeah. definitely be in the 40s in the morning, in the 70s in the afternoon. And even the 80s, yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely true. Uh, you know, the desert, I think, uh, cloud cover, those kind of things factor in. Uh, yeah. yeah. I lived in Southern California, too, and it never it didn't have the, the wild swings either. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, SoCal is definitely more consistent, uh, no doubt about that. But anyhow, yeah, you got to bundle up in the morning if you're going somewhere here. And then you got to take all the layers off by the time you get to lunchtime or after lunch. <laughs> all right. Enough about the weather. What are we talking about? Uh, by the way, that's why Mark Small just wears his cargo shorts all the time. He doesn't want to change. All right. So, <laughs> Mark, if you're listening, we love you. Tony, you too. All right. So, uh, these guys, we work with these guys at a live church. So, we're going to talk today about why a follow-up process really matters for your church, why you should have one, and we'll give you several reasons. Before I get into that, I want to mention that this Church Solutions uh, podcast is brought to you by uh, a new webinar we're going to have next month, March 15th. It's called Four Easy Steps to Leverage Your Live Stream for Ministry Growth. And you got to memorize that title in order to, to be a part of the webinar. Just kidding. But uh, four easy steps to leverage your live stream for ministry growth. It's March 15th. It's 12 p.m. Eastern time. It's free. It's a webinar. We'll go about a half hour. And we're going to talk about some of this as as well as other things that are related to the title. So that's our sponsor today. And we're doing it. (laughs) So (laughs) we we can abbreviate that down to leveraging your live stream for ministry, ministry growth. Yeah, well too late now. But anyhow, all right. So let's talk about why a follow-up process really matters to your church. Go ahead. I was just going to jump in and say, what the heck is a follow-up process? And 
Um, and then we'll, we're going to talk about why it matters. What sure. is a follow? What is? What do you mean when you say follow up process? You know, the unique thing about this podcast is we don't just talk about technical stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about tech stuff with this. But, uh, you know, we've all had ministry experience. We've served. I mean, I've served as a senior pastor, executive pastor, associate pastor, worship leader. Mike Gray has been in some of those chairs as well. You've been involved in church boards. I have known some churches in the old days, in the 1970s, uh, people would just come to your church and you're happy to see them and you hope they came back and maybe you made friends with them and they did come back that we didn't have a set follow-up process in a couple of the first two or three ministries that I was a part of that I can remember. But a follow-up process is really uh, keeping an eye on who comes to your church for the first time, especially the first timers, yeah. second timers, third timers, and, you know, having some kind of a system or a strategy in place, a strategy, and then leading to a system so that you can actually they don't just fall between the cracks. Uh, another churchy term that we use in leadership is they don't just disappear out the back door, but you actually can connect with them to some degree in some capacity and hopefully answer some of their questions, meet some of their needs, and hopefully they'll come back. That, that's how I would define follow-up. Would you concur with that? Yes. Yeah. So it's primarily targeted for the the newcomer, you know, the first time, second time, third time. And it's just a matter of after they go home that day, um, are they out of sight, out of mind and never to be right. um, uh, dealt with before? I think that yeah. it's, this is just a, a key to a healthy church um, yeah. growth is to have yeah. a follow-up process in place. And right. um, so, yes. Yeah. So, and again, you know, I know there are some people probably listening to this podcast and you either don't have one, don't think you need one. Or there are some of the opposite extreme that are really, really, you know, detail oriented. Um, I, the 70s were a different time. And and uh, I don't think there was a lot of this going on in the 70s. And I think that relationships seem to be, I don't know, it seems like me, it was more relationship stuff was more oriented and, and people kind of follow up out of kind of an organic, natural thing. Uh, not always the case today, but let's jump into a couple of reasons. It makes the, why you should have a fellow fellowship, a follow-up or a fellowship. You should have a follow-up process is it makes people who visit your church really feel cared for. Don't feel like they're just outsiders. Somebody just kind of coming in. They, they, if you really do it right, they're going to feel like they actually, people actually noticed them and cared about them. Uh, it also increases the likelihood that a first-time guest will actually come back, which yeah. hopefully you want that. I mean, you if you're in leadership and in some capacity at your church, you want to see people come back, I would hope, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think most of the time, it exceeds the expectation of the person. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. it's just something, it's the above and beyond. Uh, like, wow, those guys knew I was there. They and they said, thanks for showing up or, you know, whatever the right. follow-up was. Yeah. Um, it's, it can be, it can exceed expectations. So. Yeah. Uh, also one of the things that, that I think is, is, is important. And that is it, it, it actually can show how well your, your members or your congregation are doing when it comes to inviting people to church. One of the big things when I was a senior pastor and even executive pastor, you know, we, we didn't just, we, we asked our people, 
to invite people, <laughs> you know, right. invite your friends, invite your neighbors, invite your coworkers, and because it's not just on the leadership to, to try to figure out how to get people to come. Uh, you know, I mean, we, I did advertising. I did a lot of things that helped, but if there's not a connection with people and their friends, uh, you're going to fall uh, far short. So it's a good indication on how well your congregation is doing when it comes to inviting people. Right. And Yes. And if you have no new people, then there is really no need for a follow-up system, but yeah. a new, new people is, is always a sign of growth. Well, you know, and again, I, I know there's some churches that are kind of anti-growth out there. Yeah, I've never well, figured that out. I've never, I was a part of one recently that kind of resisted growth because I, I don't know why that was. And I don't want to get into it, but it's just, if you're not growing as a church, your chances are you're going backwards. Right. You know, that's just my experience. All right. So anyhow. So we have seven <laughs> steps to an effective follow-up. So seven, at least maybe some more. Yeah. We, we and so yeah. let's, before we dive into this, well, maybe we will, we'll, it'll come out as we get through this, I think. Okay. So All I right. was like, you know, what is a follow-up? Some, you know, the, back in, you know, day, uh, dating ourselves, the, one of the follows up was you sent a team of people to their house, kind of a deal, and mm-hmm. that's not done a whole lot today, right? Or right. there's some some areas where that that is the case, um, and so the the follow up can take a take all kinds of meet you know forms. Right. Oh yeah, it can be a card in the mail. It can be a text message. It can be an email. It can be. Yeah, yeah. And and some of that we're going to cover here. But yeah, you know, okay. and I want to emphasize that too, is that I don't think there's not one follow-up system or program that necessarily fits all churches. And and I think it's what's best is if your own church, your local church can come up with some kind of a strategy that really fits who you are as a church and, and kind of employ it. Uh, so it can be different. It can look different to different right. churches, you know, so... All right. So seven steps to having effective follow-up. Number one, create a friendly welcome center. You know, I love this about Alive Church. When I first came on staff at Alive in the 1990s, your church, I I loved our our welcome center because we had a big, it was like a cubicle, not a cubicle. What do you call it? A kiosk, kiosk, right? And it was round and we got it somewhere from somebody that was closing something down and, and it was like a retail thing or something. And we yeah, put it in the center like of the big, lobby. Right. Like a big yeah. jewelry display with a person on the inside yeah. of it. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ani was, was the person that, that took care of that. Ani was in her eighties back then. And I'm uh, not sure that was the best fit, <laughs> but we couldn't figure out a way to get rid of her. <laughs> oh, she's the reason I'm a, we're part of this church. There you go. There you go. Giving our kids high fives. And yeah. yeah. Well, Ani was really sweet. She came to our son when we adopted our son as a newborn. She came to the court hearing and all that. We got pictures yeah. of anyway, it. Anyway. But yeah. Uh, so yes, you can do it if you're <laughs> 17 or 77. Exactly. You can be, you can be the welcome. You, you can. I don't person. mean to be age discrimination here, <laughs> right. but uh, I mean she was a little gruff at times too. I, that's all I'm getting. It wasn't her age. It was just she was gruff. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, her age, yeah. But 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 yeah. Uh, so your church should have, I think, a clear, visible area where when people walk in, they can they know this is where I can get some information. This is where I can get, you know, uh, where I can uh, guest brochure maybe, or something that, 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 you know, they can fill out some contact information. 
maybe even give a gift for somebody that comes the first time or second time. It's got to be visible. It's got to be easy seen. You got to be able to identify it. And and that was one of the nice things that Alive did right. Yeah, they did a very good job of that. So everyone knew where the info center was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so that's, I think is real important to your church. And even if you're a portable church, even if you're meeting in a school or something, you can set up some stuff. You know, uh, I, I had to really work hard to set up the last church I was on staff at part-time. I had to work hard to figure out a way to set up some kind of a welcome center because we didn't have a lot of space, but we did it. So, all right. So, so that's important. Now here's something that I think a lot of people overlook, but that is uh, a kid's check-in place. So uh, even if you're a small church, hopefully if you're trying to reach people, you're going to reach some young families. And so when parents go to check in their kids for the first time, this is a great place to get some relevant information. Uh, You know, you can you can uh, get people's names, get their you know, you got to check in their kids, hopefully, hopefully you do that. And, uh, you know, you can follow up with them by getting that information. Right. Yeah. A good opportunity because they're going to be providing info anyway. Yeah. yeah. And they're checking the kids in. Yeah. Yeah. You should have a kids check in thing. I mean, again, I, I realize we're talking to a wide range of people here, but you ought to have some kind of a place where you connect, you know, get yeah. some names and stuff, you know, not just herd kids into a room or something, you know. So this next one, you, you kind of, you outlined as capture the person's details right then and there. But I yeah. think the message is, um, to, to, to make it a very active thing. Yeah. Uh, I know at, um, at our church, and I think in a lot of churches, they say, okay, now it's time. Everybody pull out their connection card and we're all going to fill this thing out together. You know, you've been there a thousand times or this right. is your first time. Yeah. Everyone needs to fill out the card and, you know, turn the card in. Yeah. So, and that's because typically a lot of times, you know, you hand it out and it's part of, you know, whatever other items you may hand out in the service mm-hmm. and people just, uh, they don't do anything about it until, you know, they got home the next day and they say, oh yeah, I got this. I probably should have filled that thing out. So you take time out of the service to mm-hmm. um, yeah. say, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this right now. Yeah. Uh, we would do it uh, usually during announcements. Uh, I can't remember how alive used to do it, but I'm sure I was part of that. I just can't remember. But what we would do is we would have music worship, and then we would have some brief announcements. And one of those things would be, Hey, in your program, you have a connection card here. And and we would also say that would help people fill it out sometimes is, Hey, you have a prayer request, uh, put it on your connection card. It's confidential. Put it on your connection card, and that kind of helps stimulate people to to fill it out. And yes, we would ask regular think, people as well as new people. I think what also really helped for the new people is everyone's getting their card out and everyone's filling their card out. I don't want to you know sit there and do nothing, right. you know, or, or look yeah. so peer that, pressure. That peer is, pressure. Yeah, peer yeah. pressure. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. To fill out your connection card. Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly what we would do. And we would actually tell people in leadership team meetings or other meetings that maybe weren't where you'd have new people or something. We would we would have meetings and say, you know, one of the reasons we ask you to do this, everybody to do this is that, you know, other people see it and they'll do it as well. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's as you said, you know, you really want to get some energy into it. And and, uh, if you don't take advantage of the opportunities, uh, they just go by the wayside and then you don't have adequate information on people and can't follow up if you don't know who they are. (laughs) So, all right. Yeah. 
All right, number four. Yeah. So you want me to cover this or you want to cover Yeah, go for it. So, Well, I have in my notes here assigning uh, that person who may be new for the first time or relatively new to somebody that you trust, a trusted leader, a trusted volunteer to follow up. So this involves, in my opinion, getting together a small team of people that you can trust is you could call it your follow-up team or whatever you want to call it, but they understand the vision of your church. They understand the mission. Uh, you should probably have some, a little bit of informal training on some of this stuff so that people understand, okay, if you're going to be on the follow-up team, here's some things you should do. Here's some things you shouldn't do, uh, you know, to put people on the spot or whatever. Uh, and also, I think time timeliness is a very critical factor when it comes to following up with guests. There's some research at multiple places have done research that show that your guest retention rate is higher when you follow up within 48 hours. So in other words, if you can follow up in some method or in some manner quickly, that will help. Yeah. And, And it's a good idea. And we're going to talk about some related elements here is Say you have a, a follow-up team and you assign them, you know, individuals uh, um, to track the activity and the results of the follow-ups so that, yeah. um, you know, and you're capturing that information somewhere in some, some place. So, yeah, it's yeah. a good idea to, you know, not only get this follow-up team going, but also have a system in place to manage that activity. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it's like anything else. If you don't assign it, I mean, you're real big on this. We have a we have a, some in the cloud stuff we use called Asana. So our team is on Asana uh, here for those view, for our viewers and listeners. It's just a uh, what would you call Asana? It's like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's 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 a cross between a task and project management system. Yeah. So we have this. And, and so when we're doing things here with our company, you know, we assign certain things to each other and do updates and do all that stuff. Because if Post you don't do that, and, yeah. yeah, if you don't do it, uh, which is kind of getting to our next point, if you don't do this, uh, it just falls between the cracks. You know, people just forget about it and something else comes and takes priority. And and then, you know, the person you're following, following up with disappears off the radar, you know, so uh, and again, I just want to emphasize, this is all about helping people and reaching people. You know, it's not about putting more numbers on your belt. It's it's about reaching your community and helping people. That's why you should follow up. So, all right. All right. So, so, yeah. And you kind of, I guess I alluded to the number number five on our list is yeah. getting feedback on the contact that they have had. So, you know, yeah. this is whatever it was, you know, mailed them a card on Monday mm-hmm. And, you know, the, so that others will know that oh, we've, we've, we've mailed the card, we've done that, you know, and whatever your process is, and different churches are going to have different processes right. for some, you know, may, you know, all, and they may employ just different techniques, yeah. phone calls, text messages, cards, whatever. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, a lot of times um, it'll be initially a card and they come back, maybe a letter from the pastor, or, you know, this is, you know, a little more in depth or, or whatever it is, but, and you want to get the feedback on the contact that you had. So if it's say, for example, it's a phone call, uh, you'll want to know that, Hey, they, uh, they really enjoyed the kids experience and thought this was great. And they didn't like the worship music or, you know, whatever it was, you can start to collect that, right. yeah. that data and get that feedback and 
kind of so that as you follow up again, you'll know that you know yeah. how to how to address things. Yeah, uh, I had, uh, and that that includes you know biting the bullet, and if you get some negative feedback. Uh, you know, take action on it. Look at it. Is is you know is, is something they said that they didn't like. You know, if a visitor didn't like something, you know, take a look at it. Try to try to be unbiased about it. I can remember that when I first started at this other group I was working with part time, uh, we had people that we did have fill out the connection card, and they complained <laughs> that that people weren't very friendly. And, and, and I remember in a leadership team meeting talking about this to, to the, to our elders, our, our leadership team, and, and they were basically in denial. And somebody said, well, you know, if that happens again, we'll consider it. And sure enough, the next month I had another one or two different people saying, you know, this, this was unfriendly. I wasn't greeted, you know, and I said, this is a problem. And, and to their credit, it, it changed. It, it really warmed thing. They warmed up. And they were just a small group of people that that had not been used to visitors, and and uh, and so it was hard for them to kind of get out of their shell and get out of their little groups, you know, yeah. their cliques. But it did change. Yeah, and that's really important. I was, we did um, recently did a ski trip to Montana, and uh, we get I'd ride on the lift with locals from that area, and it's really interesting to get you can get the perspective on what, whether you want to come back um, based mm-hmm. on that, you know, and one of the, one of the, you know, random persons that was a local there was just, was just welcome. We're so glad you're here. You know, glad you're visiting. Hope you have a great stay. Let me recommend this. And others were not nearly, you know, like, Oh, you're crowding my, my area. You know, you just yeah. kind of got these different vibes. Yeah. So it's really important to, um, have a good friendly atmosphere and and whether you come back or not, it's going to be largely dependent on how people perceive things. Right. And and again, take that feedback. If you're able to get feedback from visitors, even if it's negative feedback, you know, take it with a grain of salt, so to speak. I mean, Hey, is this, was this realistic? Is this, you know, are we really an unfriendly church or, you know, or whatever it might be. Yeah. Or it may be just something that's just not who you are. Right. For example, you know, yeah. didn't like the music. Yeah. The, the music would be, you know, one that would be really yeah. like, oh, maybe we're not the best fit for you, but we can follow up and recommend yeah. another church down the way that has your kind of music. Exactly. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Number six, number six, I uh, talked about, yeah. Adding them to your database. So this kind of ties in with what we just talked about, but that is, you know, you get information, record it, you know, put it in the database uh, if you don't have a database, you need to get one. Our company has a, I think, a nice little database, uh, myflock.com. It comes with people streaming uh, accounts, uh, streamingchurch.tv. But you you should enter stuff in your database. And and the more details you can get and put in there, the better off, uh, because it really will help you when it comes to following up. And if somebody else follows up with somebody later, you know, they can look and, and get some information. All right. And then uh, our last one here is tracking what happened to the person after they were followed up. And I assume your follow-up process is going to be multi-step that you're going to, uh, and it's going to be take different paths depending on they came once, they never came back. You know, maybe you do two follow-ups and that's it. But if they did come back, then, you know, you have a different avenue for for how you follow up with people. 
Michael Gray might, if he was here today on the podcast, he might talk about, you know, next steps is, is one of the things that uh, a lot of churches are talking about today, which I think is important. You know, what's the next steps, you know, if, if they do start to come, uh, what happened to them? Did you present to them kind of a clear, concise, here's your next step, here's what you could do, you know, and then kind of follow up on some of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely. My next step being the visitor's next step, you know, right. I came yeah. to church. I checked this thing out. What's my next step. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So, and then um, since we are very well aware of all the of follow-up systems and follow-up process right. and, and online digital services, which kind of um, make things harder for certain things, we've, built into our system a somewhat automated uh, follow-up system. Actually, yeah. So, uh, and if you apply any of these tenants to, um, you know, how you do church and how, you know, having an info center, having people fill out, you know, if you apply those tenants online, providing an avenue for people to encouraging people to fill out their connection card or digital sign into the live service. Yes. Digitally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're obviously kind of coming out of COVID-19 now, but uh, more and more churches are obviously streaming and online. We have a very interactive streaming church.tv is our company. We have a very interactive uh, chat video chat platform with lots of tools that you can put in it so that you can put a digital communication card or a digital connection card or prayer request or those kind of things. Yeah. And the one thing, if you are a using the streaming church product, we, we do not turn on the automated follow-up by default. So it's something you need to go in and turn on. And so it will do things like immediately after they attend the service, send them an email saying, Hey, Glad you attended. And you can customize and brand that email to be whatever it is. And then there's a, a, a flow chart that you can determine what you want to send for a second email, a third email. What happens if somebody doesn't come back? You know, yeah. how do we communicate with them? So you can set that up. And as long as someone signs in with Facebook or provides their email on sign up, it's fully automated and you get yeah. copied on every communication and you have a log of everything that happened. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a great little system. It's it's a great feature, and uh, uh, you really should take advantage of it. And whatever you know, if you're doing streaming video out there, you know you you still need to follow up, you know, and right. and and uh, because that's really where it's at today. And and again, as we just wrap this up, you know, it's all about helping people connect, helping people connect to God, helping people connect to, to, to relationships that can help them grow spiritually. And, and those people, they have something to bring to your church as well. You know, it's not just about them, but it's about, you know, getting them incorporated, so to speak, and serving and, and fulfilling the purposes God has in their life can benefit your body of believers, you know? So, uh, but if you don't take those steps, if you don't do some of those things, if you don't have some kind of a strategy, if you don't have some kind of a plan, uh, you know, you'll, you'll not get to hit it. <laughs> and, and, uh, what's that old saying? If you, those who, those who fail to plan, plan to fail or whatever. So yes. follow up is very important. So there you have it. So, uh, 
part of this, as well as some other things, will be in our webinar March 15th. It's called Four Easy Steps to Leverage Your Live Stream for Ministry Growth. And it is March 15th. Mark it on your calendar. It's 12 p.m. Eastern Time. You can sign up. It's free. And it's only going to be about 30 minutes. We'll have some questions and answers as well at the end. Uh, just go to webinar.streamingchurch.tv webinar.streamingchurch.tv. Sign up today. We'll give you all the information and uh, we'll send you emails. We'll follow up with you. And uh, uh, I think you'll enjoy this webinar. Uh, it's, it's, we've been putting it together. It's a lot of fun and we're excited about it. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So we're done here. And as our, and on my way out the door, make sure you check out mychurchdaily.com. It's one of our new products. You can be on Amazon Echo devices with daily flash briefings. Easy to do for your church. Connect with your people by going to mychurchdaily.com. So there you go. All right. We are done for this episode of the Church Solutions Podcast. All right. Sounds good. All right, Steve Lacey, thank you so much. And most of all, thank you, our listeners, our viewers. Make sure you subscribe to our Church Solutions podcast. You can do that anywhere that you get your podcast. And uh, check us out. We've even got video on YouTube. So uh, that'll, that'll scare a few people. But uh, maybe you might want to stick, stick to audio. But uh, we'd be happy to help you with any problems or any questions or any things you might have, even questions about what this topic was. Send us an email, support at streamingchurch.tv. I'm Phil Thompson. Please take care of yourself and each other. We'll catch you again next time on another episode of the Church Solutions Podcast.